Hello, and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. Dive. Dive. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. Captain, we've gone too far. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I am your captain this evening, John Carr. With me, as always, my faithful skippers, Harlan Spinks and Kyle Luck. Hello. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. um... I'm the only one not in the white shirt gang tonight. Uh, Ah, yes. Last time we did coordinate, and I apologize, I did not read the memo. That's okay. We only um, accidentally coordinate. Let's let's be real, though. Yeah. But Harwin did not wear the hat and glasses. Uh, True. Today. Yes. No. Yeah. I came. So. I came straight from work and jumped in the chair. And I this time I think was the early one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you That's were. Very true. <laughs> Boys, I am excited this week because I am tackling uh, something I've been dancing around. For quite some time. Yes, yes. Taking for a little a little waltz. It's a uh, it's like uh, Muhammad Ali and anyone. It's a uh, dance, you know, float like a, a butterfly, sting like dance a with bees, murder hornet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. that old saying. And that old today, today is the day that Silk Road and I come face to face. Oh shit! Now let's dive in. So do you guys have any any idea about Silk Road at all? Have you heard of it? Have you, other than me ranting and raving on this show from time to time about it? Yeah, do you have I, any I, sort of <clears throat> rushing know, with it. I know about Silk Road, uh, both of them, because uh, the, the Silk, Silk Road, Road. I think, <laughs> I assume we're going to be talking about is not the Silk Road of old, where Correct. it was uh, spice and things like that yeah, being I traded told, across vast continents. Mm-hmm. I told my lady that I was like, hell yeah, we're talking about the Silk Road tonight, and she's like, like the old spice route, and I was like, <laughs> in a, in a in a matter of speaking, yeah, in a, in a, speaking. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit of that. But yeah, yeah, this 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 Silk Road is uh, a little more diverse in the products that it wants to sell. I think. Yeah, I mean, maybe not too far off from some of the things that were actually transported. I imagine opioids were probably a part of the original sure. Silk Road. Yeah. Now yep. we've got some synthetic, the good shit. Some of that synthetic that uh, what do the kids call it? The Molly. <laughs> the Molly. <laughs> the Moon Rocks. Moon Rocks. Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to see uh, sparks when you blink your eyes? That crocodile skin. Don't know that one. If I made up a designer drug, I would call it crocodile skin. I love it. So okay, um, so I I would call mine um, I would call mine wings of glory. Ooh, I'd, I like that. I'd, I'd, call on. My, I'd call mine bangers and mash. So it'd be super confusing <laughs> in England. <laughs> like, like, what'd you have for breakfast? Fucking bangers and mash. Holy well, shit, dude. It's <laughs> yeah, nice to you. Or had, like I at had, night I had and you're like... full English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even at night where you're like about to go to the club and you're like, dude, did you get those bangers and mash? And you're like, it's 1 a.m. Where are you buying bangers and mash? No, no, no. The 
the stuff that makes you feel mm-hmm. yeah. all disc- of it. It's a disco drug. You, you know, it's, it. a, it's, a, it's yeah. from the, the disco old- tech. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess a baseline, we should probably talk just briefly about what the actual Silk Road was, um, which was a network of trade routes from the east to the west, uh, spanning across East Asia, Southeast Asia, Persia, the Arabian Peninsula. To the Peninsula. window, to the wall. <laughs> from Asia to Southern Europe. <laughs> So the sweat thanks drops for, down my balls. Thanks for thanks for uh, finishing that up because I had nothing after like, the actual verse. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean the actual Silk Road was because they actually transported actual silk. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, that was probably yeah. I assume the main export. Hmm. Um. But what the topic that we're going to talk about this evening uh, was founded in February of 2011, which involved no real roads no digital um, roads digital man. roads yes zeros and ones baby all that the binary stuff those that matrix shit and, Build and 2000 the internet and 2011 is like uh, like i don't know if it's early or late in the game for the internet for somebody to have created what the silk road is you know what i mean like that was like the height i guess of yeah that should have been like 98 should have been yeah, 1998 that this shit what we was now going know on. as like, i don't know the, the I mean, internet when we, when we get into this a little bit i i think this is probably right on target to be quite honest um yeah. i think uh um, people were just trying fucking everything in 2011 as far as the internet's sure. concerned yeah, yeah. I think um, there is definitely like an aspect of like, you know, uh, piracy in a way of of this, but it is it is very like slapped together in other other terms. Sure. So yeah. uh, the Silk Road was operated under the pseudonym of the Dread Pirate Roberts. Now, do you guys does that name uh, ring familiar to anyone? Only in the context of what we're going to be talking about, because I've like watched some YouTube videos and I've read articles about the Silk Road, and I only know it from the Silk Road. So that's the only reason why it sounds familiar. I know oh, really? some other. I know some other captains, but not Roberts. So the reason that this is important is because it is from. It, it is a fictional character from The Princess Bride. Oh, oh okay. So if, John's like, if that's you, the only way you know it, Harland. If you are familiar or the I, I, Bride. listen, I, I have a lot of pop culture references that reside inside of my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I missed uh, the Princess Bride a little bit. I know that you Can, killed my father, whatever, Montenegro, and uh, <laughs> and the uh, poison scene. Can, That's can kind I, of as far as I my Princess Bride knowledge goes. Can I just uh-huh. say this? I've seen that movie once. I don't remember what year it was. Probably like oh, 2002 okay. or something. Yeah. 2003. Oh, man. You know I what? Maybe it, it was 2004. No, 2005. I watched it probably 500 <laughs> times. Um, it was 2004. Yeah, I feel like there's two groups of people. Some yeah. <laughs> people that that watched it a lot, and it like is a defining like uh, piece of art in their life, and the mm-hmm. other half is like, I think I saw it. Yeah, Harwin, mm. it's either your balls deep or your zipper still up. You know? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that new uh, euphemism idiom. <laughs> you can you can hear the zipper, like you know, there you're locked in. Oh my gosh! Um, Protect yeah. your neck. It, and the Wu Tang reference is uh, 
beautiful in this situation. I've, I've, yes. I've sullied it now too. Um, so the, the reason that his name is important is that the character, uh, in the princess bride, Wesley, he was the dread pirate Roberts. And so what his story was, was that there are is many that, dread sorry, pirate is Roberts. That the, is that the Carrie Elwes character? Yes. Wesley? Okay. Yes. I sorry, I you said Wesley the character and I've never seen it, so I just I'm better with actors. Uh-huh. Names. Yes. <laughs> so, um there there are many. So he basically took over this pirate ship as the Dread Pirate Roberts, but there was a Dread Pirate Roberts before him and one before him. So it is a legacy sort of like what would be like a Blackbeard type thing where like sure. somebody else can become this person while the legend of it still exists. Sure. Yeah, like and Batman. So, Batman isn't a man. It's a symbol. It's a symbol. Yeah, it is a gruff man who talks in a lot of ways, and he can be Ben Affleck. He can be Michael Keaton. He can yes, be exactly. Christian Name Bale. them all. Yes. <laughs> Adam uh, West. Adam West. Uh, Robert Pattinson, as of sure. late. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that kind of will come into play a little bit later on, but I think that that was very intentional. This, this person mm-hmm. taking the pseudonym, um, but let's start with a quote from, uh, the old FBI, as far as what the Silk Road <laughs> <Sure>. was, the <laughs> Silk Road emerged as the most sophisticated and extensive criminal marketplace on the internet at the time, serving as a sprawling black market bazaar where unlawful goods and services including illegal drugs of virtually all varieties were bought and sold regularly by the site's viewers. While in operation, the Silk Road was used by thousands of drug dealers and other unlawful vendors to distribute hundreds of kilograms of illegal drugs and other unlawful goods or services by well over 100,000 buyers and to launder hundreds of millions of dollars deriving from these unlawful transactions. So there you go. What's the average transaction there? Hundreds of millions. We got a hundred thousand buyers. Yeah. I'm going to send you a screenshot of what this marketplace looks like. (laughs) Um, Oh, can can you, can you (laughs) just the, the first couple of sentences sounded a little bit like an overstatement from, from what I understand, uh, how this whole thing was run. Actually though, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, uh, the left hand column over here Harman. they have drugs but they also have home and garden i well, they think they also yeah. got <laughs> art <laughs> i think they're doing i think they're hitting all the bases we got computer Col- equipment uh forgeries mm-hmm. jesus mm-hmm. and you know psychedelics and you're back to books and then you're hey, up here to lotteries and games yeah yeah <laughs> what are those games like a fuckload of shit on here so uh <laughs> the silk road facilitated nearly 200 and thirteen point nine million dollars in sales. Wow! Like total, like over its uh, like period of, of its existence? lifespan. Yes. Okay. And of which one hundred and eighty million were attributed to drugs. So sure. okay, so Home and Garden wasn't really pulling its weight. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was <laughs> definitely lower on the scale. Like you buy a fucking backhoe on the Silk Road. <laughs> The back, my back, I, God damn it. You know, I come to the Silk Road for all my home and garden needs and I buy this backhoe and it's fucking laced with ketamine. Oh my I, God. Who do I talk to about a return? This is horse shit. It, it deals with horse shit. It goes it, in horse yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, it definitely goes with the horse shit. That's where the ketamine goes. Yup. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So the, let's let's dig into the founder a little bit. Um, I, I, well, I also okay. will say that those numbers sound kind of low. I mean, I guess I don't really I don't remember how long uh, this like was in 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 like active, but like hundreds of thousands were like years. Instagram three years. So Instagram came out in what two thousand ten. You know what I mean? Like the first for, for no, this no, no, sort no. of this. <laughs> sorry, finish your point. Then I'll de- then I'll def- defuse it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, <laughs> I, I, I hope so I, because I'm sure absolute that shit. Because <laughs> right now I'm being like, there should have been more people buying drugs online, and that's a crazy thing to say. Okay, but just so, for what they were selling, like a hun- hundreds of thousands of people seems just low for the well, age of the internet. You know, was in at the time. To to your point, uh, bringing up instagram i remember downloading instagram when it came out and being like this is bullshit i don't want to use this that's at true all that's true um and it took me a number of years to actually go back to it and think that this was cool so th- <laughs> this when this originally came out it this is operating i should say for the record on the dark net so this is operating yes. as a tour this this is what i wanted to get at was that not everyone just wants to fucking download Tor and go buy drugs on the internet. It's not yeah, you can't so download on the app store like Instagram. And yeah, the, the, the level of that, entry is uh, pretty pretty high. Yeah. So not only that, not only did it operate as a tour where you had to like go and do a whole other thing as a you know dot onion or whatever, uh, it operated exclusively in cryptocurrency. So you could only buy and sell oh. things through Bitcoin, which, as far as 2011 was concerned was it's pretty brand of fucking time. new and yeah. no one had any idea what the hell that was i'm still sh- kicking myself i had an opportunity to get on the game back in 2011 and i did it i feel like so many people have that same story though kyle too no i oh, mean dude, I, def- I definitely heard about it too like uh, somebody in my my bar which will come into play later um <laughs> yes, wow, was talking about it was a fucking it was a fucking um like beer delivery guy was talking my ear off about it and i was like okay dude okay get out of here you sound like a communist i i I was i was on craigslist uh doing craigslist stuff uh i was looking for a new heat sink for my pc so i could fucking play diablo 3 and i went to this dude's house and he fucking opened the door he's like what's up man what are you using this heat sink for? And I was like, well, I want to play Diablo three and I don't have a heat sink. And he's like, Oh, I thought you were maybe going to mine some Bitcoin. And there was a weird silence. And I was like, <laughs> what's Bitcoin. And then he talked to me about Bitcoin what's for literally 15 minutes Bitcoin? before I had to literally walk away while he kept talking <laughs> at me like Homer Simpson into the shrubbery. He told me exactly how to start mining Bitcoin, told me exactly what I'd need. It was low overhead. I already had the most important piece. And all I had to do was do that, and I'd be a millionaire one day if I did it. And I was like, you sound crazy. I'm going to go play Diablo 3. Now- <laughs> <laughs> do you need it? Like, it, does bit- mining Bitcoin, like, just, like, fry your computer? Is it, like, does it melt? Or You, could, you just set up an, an uh, uh, independent uh, standalone device that is running 100% of the time uh, that doesn't use your other computer's resources. So it can just, you know, because oh. they had to build the economy somehow, right? We so, should say that for uh, everyone listening who doesn't already know this, Bitcoin can no longer be mined. Yes. So this is back in the day where you had to mine it so that the economy could be built, so that it could be traded back and forth. There was so there'd be a sure, finite okay. amount. Uh, okay, I see. So I could have been, you know, I could have been a fucking mogul, baby. 
But you were like, you're nuts. I just want to play video games. Meanwhile, that dude's mm-hmm. probably a multi-millionaire right now. <laughs> that, or he put all his Bitcoin in a USB drive and lost it in a fucking <laughs> dumpster like that one guy. Yeah, lost probably. like millions of dollars on a fucking USB drive. I'm sorry, <laughs> John. Somewhere I, in a <laughs> landfill. Yeah, so it's someone, some bum who has a weird uh, Windows 98 laptop found that looking for porn and ended up with a bunch of Bitcoin and said, this is crazy. And then threw his laptop in the ocean. Incredible. (laughs) I love that story. This is bullshit. Anyway, John, sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, keep kicking myself on live air here. Do you about this with your sad story about your quest for Diablo 3? Shouldn't have just (laughs) Diablo 3 wasn't even that good. It wasn't even worth it. All right, so all of this nonsense was started by Ross Ulbricht, was the man's name. Sounds Um, like a a shitty Lars Ulrich. A a little bit, yeah. Um, After completing a graduate degree in material science and engineering at Penn State, he returned from Penn to Austin, Texas, where he was born. And he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He tried various endeavors before landing in the world of e-commerce with... Mm -hmm. A, this is heavy lifting quotation marks here. A successful online used bookstore. Sure. Uh, the site grew and he held $50,000 in uh, secondhand stocks, which was about $10,000 per share at, at the time. Wait. So, so was this was this his own secondhand used bookstore online thing? No, look into the heavy quotation marks. Um, okay, yeah. okay. I just wanted to make sure That's, I was following correctly. Yeah. So he everything could have been fine if he had just you know stuck with this, but uh, I was reading an article and they equated like equated this to uh, the call to the dark side. Mm, okay. And so the dark side of the force was calling him, and. Is that he, just because he was like desperate and like, what do you do in those desperate times? Take desperate <laughs> measures sort of. No, situation? I don't think so. I think he like had a lot of money and decided that he just wanted to kind of like go against the grain in a lot of ways, but he was also a libertarian. And so Oof, he, uh, yep. he was very much for himself and very much like wanted to do things that benefited him at the right. expense of others. Well, and how old was he at this time? Do you know? Uh, I don't have an exact age, but I mean, everybody who was involved with this was in their like late twenties, early thirties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the reason we probably all could have guessed that. (laughs) Yeah. That's when you get desperate. (laughs) Yeah. And you go, am I a libertarian (laughs) or am I, (laughs) am I that far around the horseshoe? (laughs) You read a little Ayn Rand and you're like, Hmm. These things kind of. <laughs> well, I'm, little, I'm feeling something here. Atlas did shrug, didn't he? He um, did. At some point, he moved to San Francisco. Obviously, uh, this is where <laughs> all of the Bitcoin bros are, and he decided that cryptocurrency was the one for him for this particular site, purely because uh, you know no state can print a Bitcoin, and so there's no taxes on Bitcoin. Nice. And it's totally anonymous, too. Yeah, and that's an easy way to get away with, you know, buying and selling illicit things. Crimes. Online. Yes, crimes. Um, and he, he was quoted as saying, I had the idea of creating a website where people could buy everything anonymously without leaving a trace, and it couldn't be traced back to them. So that was the ethos in this. Sure. And 
I wonder where the idea for just basically an eBay for drugs came from <laughs> for this. Like, was he just like super into the party scene? Was he like not one who like went out a lot and just well, wanted I to mean, get I, coke in his room? Like, what? If, I, I if, think if you're trying not to have a trace of like, like, okay, what if he only sold? What if he sold exactly everything that World Market backhoes? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. What if he actually sold farming equipment? Why would anyone? go through all the trouble and use cryptocurrency to buy something and not like a backhoe anonymously. But mm-hmm. I think that, I think the drugs thing just sort of probably became well, the natural nat- choice because yeah. Yeah. The buyer, I was going to say the natural yeah. progression for like something like Bitcoin, which in, in it's like it, it, it is an attractive idea, right? Having the autonomy and the anonymity of your purchases like instead of like a bank controlled currency and getting charged f- and getting fucked by banks like that idea sounds awesome right yeah but the problem with that is is that we as a society are not at a point like uh like mentally to 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 take that and only do good with it like yeah the, it's so easy for it to turn <laughs> like evil and go okay uh, anonymity what what do i want <laughs> what purchases do i want most to be shrouded in like mystery or anonymity mm-hmm. fucking Met- drugs metallica's yeah. uh master of puppets comes to mind <laughs> right now uh the the live binge and purge box set yeah yes exactly Um, so we just can't be trusted to do the right thing as people right at this point absolutely not and basically at the time you could buy uh there was over ten thousand products that were listed by various sellers so like it, it essentially operated like an amazon an etsy yeah or an etsy yeah so like is, is individual sellers could yeah, list. these are artisanal for sure drug I mean, well i mean yeah like it, there wasn't like a warehouse full of shit that was getting exported it was it was right, individual it was sellers peer-to-peer yeah it was peer-to-peer who like of ten thousand products 70 percent of which were drugs mm-hmm. which included categories like you saw of stimulants psychedelics prescriptions precursors which i had to look up which is basically the fundamentals of making meth heroin and coke oh boy yeah opioids ecstasy disassociatives you can become your own walter white yes yeah okay and steroids Um, starter kits the thing with precursors is you can't buy them and you get like flagged when you buy them all together at a store yeah right yeah that's why there's like nyquil is locked up Yeah. yeah 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 Like, they had to take Sudafed off of, like, the over-the-counter thing, and you had to have a prescription for it, which was, like, a weird thing that happened in my, uh, high sc- like, early high school days. I remember that, too, yeah. Um, but outside of drugs, you could also buy a whole bunch of other things, including, like, uh, fake IDs. Uh, you could buy legal things, also, like, uh, <laughs> apparel, <laughs> art, books, cigarettes, erotica. Mm. Uh, jewelry and then <laughs> writing services which i i was interested in as a category as it was listed um like probably you could pay somebody to write your college essay like i'm imagining oh i see like that's yeah, baller cheating yeah it's like um, you'd rather spend all the time to download tor uh learn the onion link for the silk road uh mine bitcoin 
mm-hmm. uh, pay for someone to write your fucking essay and hope it's good. Like that's somehow less work than just writing your fucking two page book report <laughs> on fucking Animorphs yeah. <laughs> number 15. Yeah, going fucking... through somebody's fucking CV yeah. on Silk Road to be like, well, I don't know. How deep is your vocabulary, bud? Somehow, somehow that's, that's less work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just once again, barrier to entry. Barrier yeah, to entry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be anybody. It could be anybody on this thing. Like somebody who just doesn't want to write a fucking essay on like gone with the wind or something i mean there's a lot of dummies out there so yeah fucking Um, stock essay on watership down (laughs) (laughs) uh this you know uh silk road did have some restrictions on things so that they prohibited the sale of certain items like uh child porn which is great um stolen credit cards assassination minimum though (laughs) and weapons stolen I mean, if you're selling a credit card online, it's probably stolen. Like, why would you sell yeah. your own credit card? Yeah. What if What if I'm starting my... Oh, my God. What if I had my own dark web credit card business called uh, Lucky Credit? And, uh, uh, you know, it's really low interest rate, but please rack up your points with me and I'll find a way to get you fucking erotica. Imagine paying for porn. What is your, what is your miles plan? What is your miles plan? Miles plan. Miles plan. <laughs> It's not a frequent flyers uh, so much as it is. Um, <laughs> I'll pay for your internet subscription for one month or something. Oh, sick. Okay. okay, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. So you can fly um, on the internet. You can go on Google Earth and go somewhere. Right. Um. So the thing with this was like where they where the Silk Road said that you couldn't sell certain things on this website. There was what? sister sites and also competition sites that popped up that did do that. So, um, what, what about, what about murder? Did they ban they, they, like hiring a yeah, hitman? Yeah. Assassinations was one of the things that I just said. So oh, you, okay, could, you could not do that uh, on this site, but there was a site called black mark, Re- black market reloaded, which is the worst Metallica <laughs> record. Yep. Somebody um, really liked the matrix sequels. <clears throat> yeah. It, they, they sold guns and all of these things with like fewer restrictions. And then there was a site that was specifically for weaponry called the armory, which sold mostly guns. That was a sister site to the Silk Road, <laughs> but oh was shut God. down due to low demand. Huh. Oh, interesting. That yeah. seems counter. That seems like it would have popped off. Maybe it was the name that wasn't very fucking inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, imagine going through the the trouble of like setting up an entire like eBay for guns, and then not having anyone be interested in it, and just I mean, I, having I, your self esteem hurt. Really, every, everyone was actually shopping on the uh, on the black market revolutions website. Yes, <laughs> but I think one of the funniest no one cares things about for the sequel. <laughs> what I think the funniest that's the thing one with this, all the guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, John. Yeah. I mean, w- one of th- one of the funnier things about this was that buyers were able to leave reviews of the seller's oh, products on the yes, site dude. Ah, which is like review review baby god damn if i had <laughs> access to those kinds of reviews like could you imagine like How somebody insane. reviewing the mdma that they bought like over the dark web with cryptocurrency being like it was a little shoddy like somebody <laughs> took the time to like go in and log on to that shit to like be like mm, not as good as i remember i can't believe you'd put that in your body after buying it from the internet and have it go through the usps like system <laughs> Or the FedEx, whatever. You know what I mean? It was USPS. Like, I, I'm, 
astounded that you knew that did you do prior research to this i i did not uh i, I was think thinking we all know a little bird. bit about it <laughs> i i don't i didn't know that usps was like the the delivery thing um i was just thinking of mitch hedberg's joke of uh i love the fedex driver because he's a drug dealer don't even know it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 it's and that's basically what U- this was ups i don't know if i can remember but yeah that's essentially what's happening it was it was specifically usps because um Ulrich, uh ethos since he was a libertarian he, he wanted the state to pay for it he didn't want to have anybody right. else pay for it that and so sense. he wanted this to be a private business easy as pro- <laughs> yeah easy as possible for people to take advantage of government-funded businesses so he had an entire guide <laughs> set up on the website for people who were sellers and buyers to uh basically guide them through packaging so like way to fucking like, stick it to the man dude yeah it would it would say like you know how to how to vacuum seal your products to escape detection because like they're it may go through a drug sniffing dog it whatever i'm highly unlikely but like they gave you precautions in right. order to let the usps handle all of these illicit drugs tight or so, or, so th- or art prints or writing services whatever you want <clears throat> or back so this this, I mean, it sounds kind of like, I, I'm, I don't know why I thought of it. There's some parallels to like the anarchist cookbook sort of vibes. Like mm-hmm, a person yeah. who is trying to make their own napalm. Here you go. And it is the same person that's trying to send that fucking dank <laughs> from Denver to Cali, bro. And they need to know how do I vacuum seal this so no one smells that sweet green, that sweet green inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I smoke weed, guys. Can you tell yeah, you by the vocabulary like you know I'm using? Yeah, it does. Even though everyone knows <laughs> that Cali green. weed is superior. Okay. I know that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm we getting don't high right Denver. now. We want that mile high weed. We want that, that Denver fucking just skunk I just weed. ripped a fatty, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. God. So there was a lot of different sites that also popped up that were, you know, similar to this as well like uh what the name of this one was hilarious to me the farmer's market was a tour site that was similar (laughs) to silk road but didn't use bitcoin um it was like (laughs) essentially what people thought of was like the proto silk road was like the the basis of it but they used paypal and western union oh basically the fbi was like yeah hey stop it fucking narcs i i I love to think too this was like in the era of like like peer-to-peer like uh file sharing stuff too Mm -hmm. and just like i was just on yeah just like there was the kazam to napster there was the farmer's market to the silk road everybody's trying to make a copycat uh (laughs) I don't know if you guys feel this, but I, I feel like I have, when I think back on like different times of the internet, I feel like my own dissonance because I don't remember exact years of when things happened or like, no, not at all. Where like, when was the first time I downloaded something from LimeWire and had to decide whether or not it was actually the Rage Against the Machine song that I wanted it to be, <laughs> or if it was the Nirvana song that it was also tagged. Like, I, when, I know. when did There's, that happen I, for me? I do remember I was in school and downloaded Napster onto the school computers and was downloading like fucking Metallica and shit using Napster on public computers. I do remember that very specifically because I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but I, I was also the for... coolest kid for like five minutes in like yeah. middle school or whatever. Oh shit, he's got the hottest and the latest. 
Oh shit, he understands what peer to peer is. He's twelve. Yeah. <laughs> or however old I was. So I still like, don't yeah. have P to P. I know what it yeah, is. I, I don't have any frame of reference of like when these things happened for me or like when I could have been possibly exposed to horrible things on the internet like this. And like <laughs> I not that I was savvy enough to access a fucking tour, but like still. No. I remember specifically it was I was in sixth grade. And I was on the family computer and I had Napster and I was trying to get into music. And I remember yelling to my dad who was in the kitchen, Dad, what's a good rock and roll song? And he yells back from the kitchen, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. <laughs> so I downloaded Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Just the oh, one. Gary. Just that song. <laughs> Just to feel alive. And that, was that was Kyle's introduction. <laughs> and then I was like, I like rock and roll. I'm stealing, but it doesn't really feel like I'm stealing. I was like, Ted Nugent's rich. Oh, so at that point in time, I didn't like the thought of the thought of I'm downloading this illegally or stealing it wasn't actually a factor. It was it was just, oh, I can get this. Cool. Oh, that's the <laughs> shit that got me rock hard, baby. Yeah, but I was I was just like unaware. I didn't know what the fuck. It, I was like, oh, this is a thing you can just get music on. I mm-hmm. want to know about music, so I'm going to go here. Like, yeah. you know, much like the teens today will just go on the YouTube or <laughs> Spotify or oh my God, the some, you know, the, the, it's all there. They can just click on it. And it happens. We had to fucking yeah. do it illegally. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> your, Kyle, your 30s are showing. <laughs> all of our 30s back are showing in my day we had to wait till we had at least 15 users sharing the same file in order to download it at a reasonable speed of one day and even then it could be a virus <laughs> just because i'm downloading be you wanted just because i'm downloading blink 182 doesn't mean i'm not gonna get green day because some assholes <laughs> trying to get me to listen to green day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm a prospector of the internet. Yes. <laughs> of the mid 2000s. Mid 2000s cyber fucking uh, prospector. I love it. So back to our story. Get we are <laughs> we are wheeling and dealing drugs in the 2012s. And up comes a knocking uh, October 2nd, 2013. <laughs> Here in our fair city of San Francisco at 3.15 p.m. in the Glen Park Public Library branch of the San Francisco Public Library, where our boy, Ross Ulbricht, is arrested by the FBI. I don't know that I want to be that closely associated with him. He's our boy. Arms distance acquaintance, Ross Ulbricht. Uh, So basically, information that led to finding out who he was was in part from off-duty research conducted by an irs criminal investigator named gary alford wasn't which, wasn't good for it, you gary, gary sorry to interrupt was, wasn't some of it though due to his own hubris ross like what Absolutely. didn't he start he started like posting really like not so cryptic messages on like forums or something like that mm-hmm. am i misremember oh, okay yeah yeah dude he he also oh my gosh so we're gonna get into some of the charges because it, these are insane he, he was indicted on charges of money laundering computer hacking conspiracy to traffic narcotics and attempted to have six people killed whoa Prosec- i didn't know that yeah prosecutors alleged that albert paid seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars to others to commit these murders although none of the murders actually occurred 
which is oh, like oh interesting so he threw the money out they said it's done but yeah. the murder has never happened which so he, what i have to attribute to is his hubris and people just fleecing the fuck out of a tech bro like he has crazy. to have just been this guy who's like feeling like he's fucking don one like fun like mafia boss oh and being yeah like, I'll on throw top money of the at you for this that and the other and people being like you're an idiot i'm just gonna take your money and tell you that i'm doing <laughs> yeah, i don't actually want to murder anyone i'm here to sell some fucking fat stacks of hash bro some dank cowley weed my man <laughs> yeah that's that, how they say it right that dank mm-hmm, denver mm-hmm. i want that rocky mountain weed dude i that want that fucking denver sour diesel weed <laughs> I want that mile high uh, Minerva, you know? That sweet Maui Kush. <laughs> that pie in the sky. Yes. I want that back Aspen. I want that, that backside what? of Aspen fucking. <laughs> I, want, I want that I want THC to be as white as the snow on Aspen, you know? I'm a little fucking THC crystal on that bad boy. That's a different drop down, Kyle. You got to go to the, uh, the precursors for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Those on the are... farmer's market. That's no, code for backhoes, I think. <laughs> Could you imagine if Farmers Only and Farmers uh, Market got together? Yep, fuck yeah. Oh, I can. God. Fucking farmers <laughs> who want to do a ton of blow. Um, <laughs> they're way more other. efficient. So I can do this whole field, dude, in a day. <laughs> a part of this arrest, uh, the FBI seized initially 26,000 bitcoins from accounts on the Silk Road. So at the time, that was worth $3.6 million. But in October of 2013, the FBI reported that it had seized 144,000 Bitcoins worth $28.5 million and that all of those Bitcoins had belonged to Albrecht. Wow. So he was flush and he he, he flushed it all away. uh, What is this? Not Sisyphus. Who's the dude who flew too close to the sun? Icarus. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and on May 29th of 2015, he was given five sentence, five life sentences to be served concurrently, but uh, okay, but without why? the possibility for, of parole. So because of the murders, yeah, okay. yeah, that and all the other, <laughs> all of the other things, Attempt, yeah, attempted like money murders. laundering, money laundering is not a light sentence either. I don't think. I don't know. Wall Street dudes seem to do it all the time with no fucking. Yeah, but they're not also. Yeah, I think I think it was mostly the uh, the attempting to have people killed and the trafficking of narcotics because I know that the narcotics things are not taken lightly. Like computer hacking, money laundering, whatever. That's white collar shit. Yeah, which is pretty funny because when you consider the the current election that we just had, where Oregon just legalized all of it, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Well, Mm -hmm. they. Yes, they decriminalized all of it. They decriminalized it, sorry. Yes. But, like, it's just funny how stuff like that kind of, like, when you look hindsight, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, so this fucking dude, I'm going to minimalize it. This dude, Ross Albrecht, fucking sold some Adderall and got some dudes killed. What, you know, what's that going to... He got no one killed. (laughs) Yeah, he He tried tried. to get people killed. He solicited. (laughs) And he gets yeah. five life sentences, yet fucking some dude can shoot into Brianna Taylor's house and just get fucking a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Very well, true. Well, that's qualified immunity for you. Just yep. saying. Just had to bring it to that level, folks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the the level at which there is, like, the disparity between, like, the 
<laughs> sentencing for something like this where he's just like running the site and I, I'm not trying to I don't want to sound like I'm defending Ross Ulbricht here because he did some heinous shit but yeah, when you definitely. look at so, some other certain privileged people who get away with literal murder mm-hmm. and they just get put into another d- d- precinct or whatever like it's kind of atrocious to see something like this because I remember when I first heard about like the story of the Silk Road before I knew about the solicitation of (laughs) murder, (laughs) I was like, that's kind of crazy. Like five consecutive life sentences without parole for a guy who essentially set up a website. You know what I mean? Like it seems like, uh, not comparable to other certain things that people get away with. I mean, one life sentence, maybe five. Okay. You know? Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is horrendous that this is, those two things are equated. But basically, like, I I understand the severity because imagine how many deals that he basically oversaw. Like, right, yeah. some, somebody getting time for selling, you know, heroin in a small dose. And then imagining this person being the reason that 10,000, de- or I'm, I'm sure. sorry, that's probably like 100,000 transactions happened over the course of three years like this is a lot lot. this dude enabled a lot lot of bad shit because you know uh what if the person who's buying is then reselling and doing it in an oppressive manner or you know like this dude or somebody overdoses yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah just like it's sowing of chaos in an unregulated way uh so you know so after after ross was arrested um briefly there was another person who took the dread pirate robert pseudonym and kept the site going uh uh sequels are risky just just kept just kept it happening and then that person got arrested um and then this person who i'm sending you a photo of now uh blake benthal why are they always with these white guy names okay also from also from texas oh moved to san francisco oh yes Oh wow! But this is he yeah. moved to Florida Street, um, like Florida and twentieth, and apparently, like shortly after his arrest, spoilers, uh, <laughs> his household became a tourist spot, which is hilarious to me. I don't understand why. But, Such um, a specific group of people are going there. Yep. Yeah. So he decided to start Silk Road 2.0. So he resurrected it after the other dread pirate roberts was arrested i mean um, from just a marketing standpoint the you don't want to name the sequel to the silk road the silk road 2 mm-hmm. electric boogaloo you know what i mean like that's not <laughs> hey, like you're a, literally at this point asking to get fucking arrested right what like a weird way to, what a weird thing you're like wearing a polo tee and you're like you know what my friends at the cocktail bar i think i'm gonna start a (laughs) drug selling website like what a weird fucking ambition it's funny that you say at the cocktail bar because kyle and both of you both of you know this i am somebody who cannot forget a face forget i can be pretty bad with names sure but for the most part, I cannot forget a face. When I started the, the doing years research in the bartending this, industry, I am eighty to ninety percent sure I have served this man a cocktail. Fuck, 
his face is very very familiar and, and how did those interactions go john <laughs> i i mean i can't remember that but i mean i can oh, okay. i can remember somebody being familiar and like i've seen uh, in doing research a lot of the other articles that popped up of like just shots of him at four barrel here like shots of him in the mission like obviously he lived there and well and that's, i mean that's... i've been here for almost 15 years and it's not that big of a city <laughs> yeah, that that well, that's what I was gonna say. San Francisco, for how how much notoriety it has through its its long history, but also like I, I think people don't realize like how small and like how many little bubbles and pockets uh, in the city there are where people just don't they just don't leave them. So mm-hmm. you get you f- have regulars and there are familiar faces in uh what is a major metropolitan city yeah uh, so, so there's not a lot of anonymity a lot of small towns to up, in this big town yeah if you're trying to set up a fucking like drug ring probably don't do it here yeah <laughs> you know and like one of the one of the dog walkers who was a regular of mine like interacted with either blake or ross and he told me about when they got arrested because he was like, yeah, I talked to the guy like the day before, a super nice guy, like casually talking about him, like whatever. It was very funny. <laughs> and uh, so it, Blake was living on Florida Street and he had previously worked for SpaceX for, oh, for Elon Musk. That was his like job before he decided to take up Silk Road. <laughs> and he was living on Florida Street with two roommates while Silk Road 2.0 was generating eight million dollars in sales a month a month mm, my god i can thought you, you were gonna say a year so 2.0 is like supercharged yeah can you imagine living with two roommates while you are making eight million dollars a month <laughs> your net worth oh yeah it's over it's like 90 million dollars are whatever. you fucking kidding me like SF hey man that's a san francisco lifestyle baby <laughs> baby Baby, he's just fucking tall cans on the porch, my dog. <laughs> it's no big deal, really. You know, it's just ones and twos, zeros and ones, baby. Well, Jesus and and Christ. also like this is like that is so nouveau riche of him too. It's like you couldn't, you, you son of a bitch. This is why white collar crime, like you you mentioned, Kyle, like Wall Street CEOs and shit. Like they do it. They know how to like do it and get away with it because it's like in their blood mm-hmm. you give a fucking 20 something year old eight million dollars a month yeah they're fucking morons <laughs> you know th- this guy's probably like you know there's three ways to get to the moon baby one you work for spacex you ride a rocket there two you start the silk road baby you get the silk road going you get high as I thought shit you were just you gonna to say moon, you take baby. some moon rocks <laughs> yeah you you take some moon rocks you go straight to Boom, the moon baby. you're there don't even number, need a rocket number three you get so fucking rich you build a staircase you fucking walk to the moon baby you know what i'm saying you build a, staircase, you build a fucking tower of babel bro that's what he should have called oh, it Jesus. that's a much better name but that's yeah. that dude's fucking like bar talk. That's a that's a standard rundown of how he gets yeah, women on faux his philosophical bed on the moon. <laughs> intellectualism. Like, Can you want to come to my house, baby? The staircase is right here. It goes right all, to fucking moon. All of these dudes are huge fans of Joe Rogan, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. yep. Um. So Blake was arrested. Uh, oh in, man! In, in two thousand thirteen. Because of an FBI operation called Operation Omnius, which 
in November of 2014, uh, in about two days, shut down over 400 like dark web sites. Crazy. Sure. Um, they had massive, massive raids. And so Blake, at the time, 26-year-old, uh, was arrested <laughs> And that was that was the end of him. And apparently, he admitted to everything immediately. Uh, oh, sure. oh, well, as, yeah, as far as depositions were concerned, he just admitted to everything. So, so six life deal. sentences for him? Uh, actually, <laughs> not. He was facing life sentences without parole, but was ultimately sentenced to eight years in federal prison. Which uh, I am have to imagine because of you know like, what the time that he was in charge and the fact that he didn't try and pay people to. Sure. Kill other people. That's what I was. And also, at. he gave up the ghost pretty quick there. <laughs> yeah, I don't Wonder think he was. They like, got out of him. That that could be very true yeah. as well. Eight um, years, though. I mean, that's that's a long time. I mean, you it's think not about nothing. Think about when Captain America came out to when fucking Infinity War <laughs> came out. That was eight years. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. He missed all that. I'm sure he missed all of that. I'm sure he was bummed about that too. <laughs> he missed all the Avengers, dude. He, he, had to, he, had play catch up. he had to watch oh. it. He didn't get the, the whole build up. You know, he had to watch it all in a weekend to catch up. Well, no, he but to... he did get to binge everything. That's true. Oof, yeah. Depending I mean, on you... how you want to yep. live your life. Maybe. Yep. I don't know. So <laughs> in the end, uh, everybody got arrested. Um, <laughs> 26 people in total, uh, which is kind of bananas. Um, and also a lot, a lot of the people that were listing uh, things for sale online got arrested oh, wow. as well because they, yeah. they ended up finding like obviously you can take leads from people f- from the site so like people as far as australia got arrested like the biggest mdma Damn. supplier was in australia and they were arrested there so like john that's mdma <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, so i will i will leave you with once again uh so all of these all of their trials, uh, especially Ross's, was done in the Ninth Circuit Court in uh, Manhattan. And the uh, Manhattan U.S. Attorney said, as alleged, Blake Benthal attempted to resurrect Silk Road, a secret website that law enforcement seized last year by running Silk Road 2.0, a nearly identical criminal enterprise. Let's be clear, this Silk Road, in whatever form, is the road to prison. Those looking to follow in the footsteps of alleged cyber criminals oh should God. understand that we will return as many times as necessary to shut down noxious online criminal bazaars. We don't get tired. You guys, Damn. if there's a Which lemonade stand... Which is like stand, the bone-chilling fucking, like... Yeah, that's pretty never baller. Stop. If there's a lemonade stand on the corner and it goes down for lemon laundering, another one opens up on the same corner. You don't think the FBI is going to look at that thing? Yeah, they're fucking coming <laughs> exactly. for you. They're you fucking know? coming for your lemons, dude. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Don't call it the Silk Road. <laughs> Silk well, Road 2.0. Is there uh, any mention of, like, was it the NSA involved in any of this? I'm sure. I'm sure this was pretty widespread a joint at, the, at the point. Thing. Yeah. I mean, the fucking IRS was involved. Like, it has to be everybody was just fingers in this, this pie, you know? Well, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, to, to call back to, like, the, the top of the show where you were saying that, like, this is, like, very 2011, like, peak peak social media, peak, mm-hmm. like, Silicon Valley explosion, like, bubble number two, but, like, it was still somewhat in its infancy, right? Compared to where we are now and it what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And like, you have to really think too, like as shitty as the government can be, they also do a lot of, (laughs) they put a lot of money into computer and technology, you know, advancements and research. I mean, if you watch like the Snowden documentary and all that stuff, like they were doing shit that, and that, that just is mind blowing. Like being able to tap into a phone and listen to every conversation wherever mm-hmm. with whomever, the like Patriot Act and whatever. Yeah. I'm, I mean, beyond just the Patriot Act, just the technology to be able to do that, like that, they had that stuff. So like it, it's just like people who set up stuff like Silk Road weren't like didn't have the foresight obviously to be like hey we're doing super illegal shit I wonder Mm -hmm. what the government is like can they how are they going to be able to find this stuff out you know what I mean like the the government and the NSA specifically are so far ahead of what we get as private consumers it's fucking insane yeah so they and they just brought the fucking hammer down. Obviously, they a lot of this I feel like is they made an example yeah. of these people, big time, like, yeah, heavy he, fucking sentences. Yeah, it, it's just kind of wild. Like the the naivete that that these these entrepreneurs had that they could do this not just once but two times mm-hmm. is kind of mind blowing. Technically, three if you you I sure mean, like the second dread pirate roberts but um right the, the last thing that i will leave you with as, as this story which i thought was really funny from the, the silk road wikipedia uh in references in pop culture uh alex winter um bill oh, from bill, bill and, and ted, ted yeah yep wrote and directed a movie about the arrest and the inside story of ross ulrich no shit albrecht how 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 it was his, it was his debut movie <laughs> That's no so bizarre. Shit. Yeah. What a weird thing that like, like this is what I'm doing. He didn't could have do anything for a long time too, right? Yeah. <laughs> in between Bill this and Ted. It. He put all his eggs in that basket. He did Bill huh. and Ted. He did Lost Boys and this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a fucking resume. Yeah. Hey, good on this Alex Winter though for Alex, branching we out. we love you and never stop doing what you're doing. Never stop stopping. <laughs> and be well, excellent to each other. Oh, well, what did we learn here today? <laughs> we learned to not fucking establish a bit currency fucking drug website. Get it yeah, the old-fashioned way or move to Oregon. And if you're going to, don't start your lemon stand on the same corner that a lemon stand already was doing illegal business on. Yeah, rebrand, sure. guys. Rebrand. re-brand. Come on. <laughs> Change that marketing mix, bro. Pop a, pop a new name on there. It, it can't be. It, think of clear <laughs> Pepsi. Don't just do Pepsi yeah. again. Do clear Pepsi. That really did well, too. <laughs> People liked that. Vanilla Coke. I mean, come on. Everyone listening, don't listen to Kyle. Don't don't, <laughs> don't take Kyle's advice there. <laughs> if you're not familiar with clear Pepsi, look uh, into it. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you very much, John. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> guys, for listening. That was great. Incredible. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope to see you again soon. This podcast is a product of Bird Bar Incorporated.